Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to qualifying for the 25th anniversary Mortal Petit Le Mans. We're at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. John Heinoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Overlooking the start-finish line, it's Shea Adam and Nick Damon down in the pit lane. We'll grab some uh, qualifying drivers for the first session with Shea in just a moment's time. But as tradition dictates, well, it has done for the majority of the time that we've been racing here at Motul Petit this is the final event of the IMSA season. 2.54 miles, 12 corners, uh, a brilliant circuit, a little bit of everything, long, fast, back, straight, lots of drafting down there. You need a car that stops and turns for the chicane at turn 10A and B. You need a car that's quick in a fast corner for the highly committed turn number one. It's really a little bit of everything and the drivers and the teams have to work very hard to get their setup. They'll tell you that even in a 10-hour race, this is the most, the most important session of the week. Track position, tech position here is everything. When we're doing our Porsche keys to the race in our Michelin countdown to green tomorrow, that will be top of the list. It's the usual situation, 15 minutes on the clock. Uh, it will be GTD Pro and GTD to go out. That's a big field. 22 cars and Shea Adam has the qualifying drivers. Where are you going to start, Shea? Uh, I will start. Let's do it by the front of the field because that's the way that the pit lane is laid out. So GTD Pro first. For Corvette, looking for his first ever Motul Petit Le Mans win this weekend, but not coming into it worrying about a championship. Antonio Garcia looking to keep his pole streak alive as well. He's gotten poles in each of the last years in the GT Le Mans category. Still looking for his first one this year, though. He is doing the duties for the Corvette number three. For the FAF Motorsport team, this is the team that will win the championship by starting the race. They're going to put out Felipe Nasser in their Porsche so that Matthew Campbell and Matty Gemini can celebrate once the checkered flag has flown, assuming that these, or the green flag has flown, assuming that they see it. Of course, we're not going to jinx anything. For the number 14 Lexus all year, it has been very impressive qualifying performances by Jack Hawksworth. I think we're going to see more of that today. For the number 23 Heart of Racing Aston Martin, Alex Riberis has been deemed the qualifying driver as they pass off back and forth between him and Ross Gunn. It's Alex's turn. Yessi Crone was on pole here a year year ago in the GTLM category, the last GTLM pole sitter. He's looking to go for his first GTD Pro pole in the number 25 BMW. And for Risi Competizioni, their number 62 Ferrari. Well, back in 2019, they won the race after James Collado put the car on pole. James is going to try and do that again here today as he has been given qualifying duties there. Who would you like first from GTD, John? 
don't mind. Where would you like to start? Uh, I'll do number order um, back to front. Why not? Okay. All right. We've got the number 99, <laughs> Team Hardpoint. Uh, Nick Bull is going to be doing qualifying for them. So it's Rob Ferriel and Catherine Lake sharing the car with him. But Nick back in the car for the first time since Daytona. In the number 96, Turner Motorsports BMW, Robbie Foley, who has qualified 11 times so far this year, going out to make it number 12, a perfect record. I did not catch who was qualifying the Inception McLaren, but it will either be Sebastian Prio, more likely Brendan Arib, as he's the guy who's qualified every single time for them so far this year. In the Acura, that is represented by Gradient Racing. Till Bechtelsheimer is their qualifying star. He's going to be doing the duties once again, as Kiffin Simpson told us last night uh, during practice three. For Windward Racing, it has been two and a half poles this year because the uh, Motul Poleward race that they won back at Daytona, that was Russell Ward who has gotten the two, the other two poles all on his own. He's looking for number three. He's also won the last two races consecutively and he, like Robbie, has qualified the car every single time. We welcome back Chetelar Racing in their Ferrari. Well, that will be car number 47, Giorgio Cernigiotto doing qualifying duties there. And also welcome back to the series Magnus Racing number 44 with their Aston Martin. It's John Parter who's on the deck qualifying for them once again. Jaden Conright is doing the qualifying for the number 42 NTE Sport Lamborghini. The other Lamborghini, Rob McGinnis. He's been qualified 10 times this year. Going to make it 11 for the number 39 Carbon. Okay, so let's get into some championship cars now, shall we? The number 32, it's Stephen Macklear who is chasing for this pole position, and they are looking for the pole position for Stephen as well. He's doing the duties. Chetler are actually rolling early. I think that'll be a drive-through penalty. We've got Roman DeAngelis behind the wheel of the number 27, Heart of Racing Aston Martin. He is the championship leader. And chasing both of them is the number 16, Wright Motorsport Porsche. That's Zachary Robichon doing the qualifying for that Porsche. Zachary, who also did the qualifying back at Sebring, put the car on pole during that session. We've got Richard Highstand as the driver for the number 12 Vassar Sullivan Lexus. He's also the third driver of that equation for the weekend. And finally, we have Paul Miller Racing's BMW. That is the pole sitter from last year in GTD, Madison Snow, back behind the wheel once again. Well done, Chef. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you'll hear Nick Damon uh, as well at the end of this session so pole positions to be set to thereof in GT uh, and GTD there's no uh, split here in terms of the field so if the uh, top qualifier is a GTD car Jeremy uh, then a GTD car will lead the GT field to the green flag just after noon tomorrow yeah that I don't think it's happened yet, has it? No, we, it's been close a couple of yeah, times. Very but I, I, close, think yeah. we, I think we've had a front row that's been Pro and GTD, but I don't think we've had a GTD actually take the fastest time. Uh, no, in the race, we've had a few GTD cars, non-pro, setting the fastest lap. Uh, but in, in qualifying, I don't think quite, we quite have. But there's, uh, there's, there's a few pretenders out there, potentially, uh, this afternoon. Should be a really interesting qualifying session. As Shay was saying, uh, Antonio Garcia looking to uh, stretch his lead of having a pole position in every season for the last um, eight, I think it is. And, um, but he's got some work to do because that Chevy hasn't uh, generally been as quick as the other contenders in GTD Pro. But uh, you, you never know in GTD Pro because uh, often in the, in the qualifying session when the chips are down, the uh, 
the ante is upped. Yes. And we'll see uh, what sort of pace we can see here. The fastest times I in practice so far, we've had three practice sessions, including last night. It's the only time I've been on track today, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, right. Um, Talked so to Matt Bell this morning. He yeah. said, I've got a day off today. I said, are you going yeah. uh, shopping then? He says, no, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to the track. Good, 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 good. Uh, the fastest time overall was set in the second session, though not the night practice, uh, by Ben, by Jack Hawksworth, excuse me, in number 14, uh, Vassar Sullivan Lexus. The fastest uh, non-pro time actually was, was the next best time, and that was Brian Sellers in the Paul Miller Racing BMW. That was in the first session of the day, and a 119.500, so uh, pretty big advantage there for... Uh, Jack Hawks within Alexa, so we can see now if he can deliver. Mm. Uh, now, the Chetelar car, the number 47 blue Ferrari, did indeed jump the green flag. He was right in front of me, and I could see both him moving and the green flag not moving, that is. <laughs> so that was a slam dunk for them. Shea spotted it as well. Uh, 22 degrees in the air, 23 on the track in Celsius. That's uh, 72 and 73 Fahrenheit, which is... Uh, Pleasant. I dare say they'd like a little more heat for the Michelin tyres. So starting pressures will be key here. Uh, what are we looking for, Jeremy? We were round about uh, lap records times earlier on in the week, but uh, one or two people still finding it difficult to find grip out there. Yeah, I mean, your GTD Pro, we're going to be setting a new record for them today. Yes. The, 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 the lap record, however, in GTD regular was uh, last year in the in the the pro drivers session Brian Sellers turned a, a 118.932 that's the the fastest time therefore officially in GTD I think uh, and that time was bettered fractionally by Jack Hawksworth yesterday at 118.912 so uh, we'll see what uh, what happens now I think you know conditions are pretty darn good it's, yeah. it's cool winds dropped right uh, off hasn't dropped, it? yes it has um, that was uh, certainly a problem at uh, stages yesterday. Now, if you are in the US and you can get here tomorrow, the weather forecast is good. Hardly any chance of rain. I appreciate the transport links thanks to Tropical Storm. Well, Hurricane, Tropical Storm, and now Hurricane again, Ian. Um, it'll end up as a tropical depression. They always do. You know, they just lose their way. Um, in all seriousness I appreciate the transport links have been rather messed up and so travelling is a bit difficult but if you can get here tomorrow you can uh, come to Motul Petit Le Mans. the weather forecast is good it's a big field uh, 73 high and uh, 53 low so that is around about where we are now 22 Celsius 6% uh, chance of rain which is pretty minimal yeah, 94% uh, uh, chance of dry, there I like go. to say uh, with those, Jeremy. I, I, like, like I, like I am the carafe half full sort Good of man. person. A little bit of a pause for the number 57 AMG, looking for some gap for Russell Ward. What a, a good qualifying uh, exponent he has proved to be, Jeremy. Gets his head in the game, running the team as well, of course, but concentrating here on his driving. Yeah, indeed, and uh, he, so there are championship points on offer for qualifying sessions, and uh, t 
tallying those up during the season in GTD, Russell Ward has scored more points than anybody else. Yeah. He scored 250 to the 245 of Stephen McAleer. Wow. And, uh, and they are well clear of the, the third best uh, point scorer. That would be uh, the Robert McGuinness in the Carbon Lamborghini on 229. Well, you know what? I probably would have got the first two, but well done to Robert McGuinness, who's kind of just sneaked in there and been very consistent then across the season. 119.5 for Madison Snow, getting his Michelin tyres <laughs> up to temp early. And that uh, 119.501 is precisely 1,000 slower than he managed yesterday uh, in the in the first session. It's consistent, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, and I'm sure he knows where that 1,000th was. He'll find it on this lap and probably a little bit more. He's got a good clear track ahead of him, actually, yeah. uh, with just the Chetelar Ferrari ahead of him as he comes up towards turn six. The Chetelar Ferrari is just going through turn seven. He's not quite close enough to get a full draft. Might get a wee bit of aerodynamic advantage. No, I think he's a bit too far back. A bit of overcast gathering at that end of the circuit. As he's now on the back straight, coming to the line now, the Lamborghini of Carbon across the line and into the first corner for that number 39 car. That is Robert McGuinness, third best qualifier in terms of points, as I now know. Thank you, Jeremy, for handing me that statistic. And he's got a good... I tell you what, considering there's 22 cars out here, they've done rather well to find themselves space. There goes Madison Snow and improves to a 19 119-211. That's a bit more like it. Yeah, that's a good effort. Roman De Angelis, Heart of Racing, Aston, number 27, half a second back. No, that's Jaden Conn right now in the 42 Lamborghini for NTESSR. He is the recipient of the IMSA Diversity Scholarship. And he's now in third. No, he's in fourth. James Collado in the GTD Pro for Ferrari from Risi. Jack Hawksworth goes into second behind Alex Reberas for Aston Martin Vantage in the heart of racing team. Aston have not won this or the equivalent championship before. Jaden Conrad bouncing over the curbs at turn five is really giving it large. Good for you, Jaden. In a good season for him, using the opportunity that's been uh, given to him with the diversity scholarship. Turned in over the bump. That unsettled the SSR Lamborghini. And then he's fighting it all the way through turn five and over the exit curb there. Shea was seeing earlier on, driver coach that uh, she had around here if you're going to go over that exit curb you've got to go all the way to the right of it or straddle it because there is a big dip in the middle of that curb well Jaden chose the former there he was all the way over to the right hand side and Jaden Conright qualified second on the grid at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca earlier in the season so he's got form we know that and uh, he was supposed to miss morning he was pretty happy with the car he hasn't got a lot of laps in uh, this week so far but uh, he's doing you know, a pretty stout job well Alex Reber has put in a 19-0-4-3 and with five minutes remaining he's told the team that's it there's nothing left nobody's going to go any faster than that I'm calling it a dip oh whoops Jack Hawksworth says uh, hold my beer uh, 0.033 of a second for the Englishman for Vassar Sullivan in the RCF GT3 
and both of those RCFs, the Pro and the GTD car, have been very fast around here this week. Maybe just tweak the words to, from Alex Rubers just a little bit by saying I wasn't going well, to go true. any faster than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably I think you right. probably reckon he put together a really, really good lap there. Of course, you know, they, the, the, the cars have to start the race on the same set of tyres they qualified. So doing minimal number of laps in qualifying, laying down that lap early is good. He's only done four uh, f- total of five laps as so that's uh, three flying laps yeah. really isn't it it'll be yeah. a prep lap or possibly even two prep laps and then two or maybe three flying laps push laps yeah so Hawks with uh, with the best time of a 19-0-1-0 19-0-4-3 for the now pit lane bound Alex Riberas he can go back out again with four minutes to go what they can't do is touch the car he cannot make any adjustments as through goes Hawks with 18.835. Wow. Okay, park it now, Jack. Yeah, great effort. That one you can park. So that's automatically a GTD Pro uh, qualifying record because this is the first time they've been here, but it's also quicker than the previous GTD time. So great effort there once again uh, by uh, Jack Hawksworth. Madison be Snow, 19-2-11, is still the best in GTD, and that's good enough for third quickest in the GTD category, in the GT category, if you will. And kudos to him. He was ahead of Jesse Crone, which is a, which is a very good and effort. James Gallardo. And uh, Jesse well, Crone no, in, the same, it, in the same car. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see your point there, Jeremy. But, yeah, not by very much. It's only, uh, what, six, seven hundredths of a second between them. But, uh, yeah, very good effort by Madison there. Robert McGinnis, second of the GTD yes. cars, seventh best uh, overall. Then Jade Conrad, then Roman DeAngelis. And there is literally the blink of an eye between those cars, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, Robert McGinnis and Jaden Conrad separated by just 16 thousandths per second, both on 19.5. Also on 19.5 is Roman DeAngelis and Richard Highstand. Uh, Maxi Buke on a 19.6. Wow, it is tight in there. I think yesterday there were six cars. Uh, turned an identical lap in one of the central almost identical 1 minute 20 point not very many so right now we've got the top uh, 12 cars including 5 pro entries quicker than well within a second of each other Stephen McAuliffe the last of those put him 6th in GTD Robbie Foley's at the back. What happened to Robbie Foley? Mm. He's only done two laps. And came straight back in the pits. Where is that car? Yeah, there it is. So it was an out and in and out and in. And, that, and that's it. He's, they're not allowed to touch the car. So if they do have a problem, I'm afraid there's nothing they can do about it. Till Beck, till Scheimer on a 21.8. Last time around was his best laps, and he's come into the pits. They've done minimum on the tyres. I, I suspect, Jeremy, there's an element here of saying, look, if we're not going to qualify on pole position, why do we push harder uh, and take life out the tyres? Uh, Madison Snow, however, has gone quicker again. He's taken the tenth off his time. Yeah. Uh, and that is now a one 19-118 and he's now backed out of it into the pit lane for Hawksworth Riberas is already there Madison Snow will come in at the end of this lap James Collado welcome back Risi Competizione Gi- Giuseppe Risi 
saying to, uh, was it uh, Andrew? Yes, it was Andrew earlier on in the week that they are actively investigating. I think, he, did he say evaluating or investigating? There was a, uh, a, a word there. Yeah, and uh, the possibility of a Risi Competizione Ferrari prototype, and he wants to race that here in yeah. IMSA. Very excited by that. That said, that set a lot of tongues wagging. Yeah. Um, that's a Ferrari program. Yeah, that would be well great. in advance. Over 10,000 kilometres has been run by that uh, new Ferrari prototype, and under extreme secrecy levels. All the pictures that have got out of the ones that Ferrari want out there. Uh, of course, we are uh, expecting to hear which teams will be running that car. Check the flag is out, but surely Giuseppe must have some, must have some clout uh, with the powers that be. Still selling Ferraris. What did he say? Selling Ferraris is lovely, but racing them is what you really want to do. That's what gets the heart beating quicker. Brilliant to hear from Giuseppe, a man of few words. Well done, Andrew, for that one. Yeah, that was a great interview. And uh, five times uh, a winner here at Petit Le Mans over the years, including, of course, the first year here Triple in association, three. yeah, the Doyle Risi team with the, uh, with the Ferrari. Uh, but uh, also, this year, they're just doing the Endurance Championship, the Michelin Endurance Cup, uh, and they're only two points out of the lead uh, behind what a story the number that three be. Corvette. What a story that would yeah. be. Checkered flags are out. No further improvements there at the end, other than at the uh, back end of the field. Nick Bull with Team Hardpoint put a 21-4 in. Uh, and I think that was the only improvement on the last lap. So it will be Paul in GTD and third best of those GT cars uh, for Madison. That's his ninth pole position. Nick Damon will be talking to him in a moment or two. And Jack Hawksworth for Vassa Sullivan has taken Paul in GTD Pro, and Alex Ramirez will be alongside him. Madison Snow will start on the inside of row two. There's no class split. All of these cars, yes, you'll get your points within your category for pole positions, but they will start in the order that they have qualified by time. So Madison Snow will be on the inside of the second row, right up the bright yellow rear end of the Vassar Sullivan Jack Hawksworth driven Lexus and we'll speak to both of those drivers at the moment 118.835 for Hawksworth prototypes getting ready to move out and do their qualifying eighth pole for Madison Snow is second this season for Jack Hawksworth this is pole number seven and his also second of the season so let's wait for the drivers to come down to the end of the pit lane. I'll run through the rest of the GTD Pro. Third for Risi Competizione. First, uh, uh, fourth, excuse me, for BMW Team RLL. So Madison took a couple of tenths out of uh, hard-charging Jesse Kron. Antonio Garcia for Corvette in fifth. In GTD, Madison Snow and Paul Miller Racing, very much a local team. Uh, on pole, Robert McGuinness for Carbon Lamborghini and Jaden Conright for NTE SSR Lamborghini. That's the 39 and the 42. Roman DeAngelis for Harter Racing. Aston Martin ahead of Richard Highstand for Vassar Sullivan in fifth position. Stephen McAleer for Team Courtoff. Russell Ward for Winwood and AF Courses Simon Mann uh, making up the top four rows. Uh, I should have mentioned that, of course, we do have Maxi Burke 
uh, in GTD Pro. He was sixth quickest ahead of Felipe Nasser for Faf Motorsport uh, in the Porsche. They're seventh quickest and only those two cars, 11th and 13th quickest in that field. Uh, and strangely off pace for Faf Motorsport with the uh, driveway Haggerty car in the hands there of uh, Philippe uh, Nasser. Who won this race overall last year, of course. Uh, the For Robert McGuinness, his second front row start of the season. He also started, uh, qualified second at Lime Rock Park, did Robert McGuinness in number 39. Let's hear from our Paul Sitter in GTD. Madison Snow is with Nick Dearman. Hey, and the congratulations, teammate Madison. That was a cracking lap. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the BMW ended up performing perfectly for us today. In fact, it's a cracking laps. You, you kept getting e eking speed, eking speed. When do you get to put thinking that's, that's as fast as I can go, I'll save the tyres? <laughs> I mean, we're definitely not worried about saving the tyres out here right now and qualifying. So as fast as I can go, I mean, put a new set of tyres on and I'll try and beat it every single time. Yeah, and more importantly, actually, for, for bragging rights, you're two tenths faster than Jesse Crow in the pro car. So, you know, is that pure talent or better setup? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the team. That's the Palmola Racing putting us together a perfect race car. And he will start on the second row of the grid, as I say. There's no class split there for Madison Snow. And Paul Miller Racing, very much a local team. We'll head to Shea Adam, who is standing by for Vassar Sullivan's uh, Jack Hawksworth. Our TV colleagues just having a chat with him at the moment. And they are now complete, so we can go to Shea with the Paul Sitter in at GTD Pro for the 25th anniversary running of uh, the Motul Patilamont. <laughs> Jack Hawksworth down here being congratulated by everyone, including Brian Sellers, his teammate uh, Ben Barnicut. For that qualifying effort, though, this, this means a little bit extra to Jack Hawksworth because I remember a long time ago, you got a pole position here in a PC car, didn't you? Wasn't that like 2014 that you were running super strong in a PC car? That's right. I guess I'm getting old. <laughs> I've been around a while now, but uh, yeah, I'd, uh, 2014, I had Paul here in the PC car and uh, yeah, we had a good race going that following day. So um, I was just saying, last time we had Paul this year, we won. So uh, it's important to get off to a good start, score those extra points. Um, you know, we really want to get second in the championship and also have a, have a go at winning this uh, this race tomorrow. So we've had a really good weekend. The Lexus and the Vassola team, they've been, I think we've been strong since we rolled off. So we hope we can continue that into tomorrow and uh, expecting some carnage. But so happy this weather's held off, you know. It feels like we can have a proper race this weekend now. It's a long race. you got an extra driver in the car, which means that the practice sessions are shifted around a little bit. you got less time in the car before you come into qualifying. How did that change your approach today? Yeah, I mean, we tested it a few weeks ago, so I felt sharp and I felt like I had a lot of laps in the car. But, yeah, obviously, with uh, having Ben and Kyle, they both you know, got a lot of experience as well. So now, uh, you know, we've been able to share the driving around, feel like we've done a good job developing the car, and uh, all three guys are comfortable. So, uh, yeah, just got to go race now. Can't wait. You're not the first driver who said we're expecting a little bit of trouble in tomorrow's race. We've heard from a couple of different people from a couple of different classes. What is it that makes you think that it's going to be a little bit more elbows out? I just think the amount of cars, like, um, I mean, it's great to have a field this big, but to be honest, on a track like this, it's probably too big. Um, and just with the nature of where the, D, where the uh, overall leader accelerates coming off of 10B and where the GT field will be on restarts, there's uh, potential for stuff to happen down into, into the chicane. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be busy, especially the first five hours. I expect it to be very stop-start early on, and then I'm sure at some point there's going, to be, there's going to be some reds, some cars are going to go out, and I imagine the end of the race will flow a little bit, a little bit better. But... Uh, yeah, you put this many cars on a track like this and uh, these many classes, it's you're in for a crazy race. So um, it's what IMSA does, right? It's, uh, it's exciting, it's edgy seat stuff, and I expect nothing less tomorrow. 
Well, stay safe tomorrow. Have fun. And more importantly, congrats on Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. Woohoo. Woohoo. Yeah, great <laughs> I could listen to him talk all day. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He? Absolutely. Wrong, wrong side of the hills, but yeah, cool. Well, guy. you see, you're a Lancashire lad, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, he's. He's uh, from the Yorkshire side of things. From, from over there somewhere. Over yeah. there somewhere. White, white rose and red rose. Red mm. rose for Lancashire. Hey, look, uh, you talked about, alluded to the points table there. Uh, the Lexus comes in just 16 points behind the Corvette in that battle for second place in GTD Pro. Uh, yes, and, and, and clearly quite a lot of chat has been going on, uh, Jeremy, between the teams. Uh, uh, he knew exactly what the situation was there in the yeah. championship. I like what he said, actually, about the restarts, and I hadn't thought about that. Seven cars in uh, in DPI and then the rest of the prototype field. Getting, you know, the call for the green flag as they come under the Fox Factory Bridge, probably, somewhere about there. But with a split restart, that means the GTDs are quite a way back, and that could cause a bit of carnage into uh, uh, turns 10 a and 10B. Uh, right, I'm not sure what IMSA can do about that. I'm not sure there is anything unless they don't take away the yellow flags until the uh, the second part of the grid has gone through that. Yeah, or, or you can't pass until you get past start-finish line is really the only way, other way around that probably because the, the problem is... You know, they're racing here. The green flag comes out while the GT cars are coming down into the chicane. Correct. That's what Jack's talking about. Yeah. So you, know, you can point. race as soon as you go green. Uh, maybe they say you can't, you can't uh, overtake until you get, maybe if you, until you get round the S's yeah. uh, through the chicane, I should say. Maybe that's a way around it. But look, um, as you said, that's, uh, that's what makes IMSA races so exciting. But we have seen several instances of that, uh, that incident over the last few years. So there's 22 GTD cars. The rest of the cars are all prototypes, but there are three different types of prototypes. LMP3s, Shea Adam has some of our starting drivers. Or I've got, drivers, um, Sorry. yeah, attempting pole sitters. Um, let's start with Anthony Mantella will be the driver of the AWA number 76 machine. He was already helmeted and sitting in the car before the green flag even came out for the GTDs. So clearly uh, already getting in the zone for the Canadian. We've got Dan Goldberg, the guy who's been on pole a couple of times. Uh, last time, I think, was Road America last year for Performance Tech in their number 38 machine. Interesting choice because they do have a couple of really good silvers to put in the car as well and for the 54 core autosport john bennett is looking for his first ever petit le mans win this weekend but he's also looking for his first ever pole bullzan straight saying surprised to see in that uh, last session philippe nasa driving the faf porsche he's not really a gt specialist well extra 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 time in the car maybe for philippe nasa just to give him a bit of uh, Extra opportunity uh, in that fast Porsche as the green flag flies for prototypes. Hey, they've already paid his wages. Let, let, let him earn it. <laughs> P3s then getting their own shot. We've reset the clock. 14 minutes and 43 of the 15 minutes to go. Uh, and it's the number 74 Riley car that leads them out. I'll give you the ones that we missed. Uh, let's uh, not forget what happened earlier in the weekend with the Andretti car going for a wild ride at turn five and actually getting away, getting airborne both sides. That car's been rebuilt, scrape on the wall for the 
number 36, Jarrett Andretti back at the wheel as he was uh, when that incident happened. Yeah, well, remarkable. There wasn't much damage, I don't think. I think Scraped the car down continu- the right-hand side of the bodywork. Yeah, it, it continued in the session, I think. <laughs> it was remarkable. So bicycling up there on both sides of the car, remarkable incident. Ori Fadani for AWA number 13, Ari Berlog for Junior 3 Racing 30, Martha Jack Jakobsen for Sean Creech Motorsport 33. There's your pole sitter. Jared, do you reckon? Oh yeah. Get the money down. Uh, Jared Andretti for Andretti Autosports 36, Cameron Shields for Performance Tech, John Bennett for Core Autosport uh, number 54. He's just gone out, Anti Mantella is... Uh, Shea said for the 76 AWA. So there are your potential pool sitters. That's who's going to qualify the P3 cars. V8 engines. Uh, we have uh, two Ducanes and the rest are Ligier chassis. There are uh, five potential chassis that can be used. We've had them all here down through the years in IMSA competition. But uh, Ligier has become preeminent. Still a couple of teams, though. Or, uh, Ligier and Ducane yeah. Well, yeah, there's more Ligiers here in Duquesne's. In the, the IPC race earlier today, the International, the IMSA Prototype Challenge race, there were, it was fairly even split. Yes, there were more Ligiers, but there were still quite a few Duquesne's, and they were certainly competitive. Duquesne, um, knee Norma, for those who have uh, longer memories. Yeah, the second generation of the car has, uh, has been named uh, Duquesne. Gilles Duquesne, who's the uh, designer designed various former three cars over the years was a racer himself so these cars just getting up the speed at the moment much easier to find some gaps you would have thought with eight cars rather than the 22 that we've just had Duquesne I suppose Duquesne yes yeah. it should be my apologies um. but no I think you know, Malta Jakobsen is the only kind of pro here I think in this qualifying lineup. so I would expect oh Kai Van Burlo did you mention Kai? Oh, I did not. No. For the 74 car, yeah. yes. Kai van Berlo, who was very disappointed earlier on when a hold radiator yeah. cost him the championship. Sorry, spoiler alert, should have said that first. Uh, but has this to take his mind off it. And it's his time that is uh, the first quick-ish time. And at 18.7, but they will come down. And we're looking for something around what, Jeremy? Uh, well, the, the, the fastest time we've seen so far this week was by Kai Van Berlo. Mm. Uh, that was uh, yesterday afternoon, the second session, 115.569 wow. for, uh, for Kai. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a battle in between he, he and Malte Jakobsen, I would think. Uh, the, the lap record here in qualifying was last year by Nicholas Cruton. Uh, in at a 115.664, so uh, pretty much identical time there. So we'll see whether uh, one of these two, I would suggest, could beat that uh, that lap record time. These cars continue into next season in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Though the IPC, of which Jeremy spoke a moment or two ago, their own series, that's gone. So the championship was decided for the final time uh, earlier on today. There will be another chance to race LMP3 cars, though, in a new for 2023 VP Racing Fuels Challenge, where they will be the top class racing with GS, GT4 cars. It'll be called GSX. It's a sprint format uh, with two races per weekend, one driver only, but two classes out on the track at the same time. And that's been... uh, 
asked for by some of the teams. The IPC's team certainly wanted some uh, shorter races. One or two of the drivers wanted to race on their own and do some sprint racing. And it gives them the opportunity, Jeremy, to have mixed category experience that they weren't getting in the IPC race. Yeah, there's certainly mixed feelings around the paddock on that one, no question about it. There's a lot of teams say, you know, why do away with the longer races? We, we like the fact we can have two drivers in the car to share the cost. Uh, of, uh, of running these cars and why not make them you know an hour and a half still but just one race with 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 two drivers i don't know uh same amount of track time but uh, yeah as you say the, that was the feedback that imsa got from uh, their the from the participants that's the way they decided to go and whichever happens i think it'll be good uh i just hope it will and um adding those uh, extra gs cars in there as well um, yeah, we're also going to have the, the GS. They're going to be known as GSX, GSX yeah. because of it being a sprint format. Oh, but that, yeah. as, as, as far as I'm aware, there's no difference in the technical regulations and the, so. uh, the the way the prototypes or the GT cars would be. So, um, in theory, you could race the same cars twice in a weekend: uh, once in the WeatherTech for the LMP3s uh, and once in the the pilot challenge for the GSs and then they would be together in the VP Racing Fields Challenge uh, that, that's my understanding nine minutes yep. to go uh, Kai Van Berlo's 1.16.1 now is the best time he knows how to pedal this lad doesn't he yeah well so does Malta Jakobsen he's also done a 16.1 oh yes look at the gap got, there's nothing <laughs> between them is there just uh, four hundredths of a second between those two at the moment third place Jared Andretti good job by him, a 117.0. Or if Fudani, that's, just not, that's a good, good, good job there. In the AWA car number 13, a 118.0. Still eight and a half minutes to go. And yeah, here Matthew comes... Purple in sector two. Well, here comes Van Berlo, young man from the Netherlands in Europe. Ah, off for the... Number 38, Dan Goldberg, driven performance tech motorsports car. Uh, and that will slow everybody up behind him. Matthew Jakobsen got to the line, though, before that, a 115.835. And also off the number 76 as well. That's the Anthony Mantella AWA, the grey and green AWA car. So two cars off. So Jakobsen now by fully three tenths of a second as the red flag comes out. And that was within moments of Matheson going to the top. So what happened to the number 38? Lost it at turn six. Simple as that. Just tried to go in a wee bit too quickly. Dan Goldberg lost the back end yeah. of the car. Maybe on the downshift, actually. He was coming in quickly. Maybe just snatching one further gear. It looked like the rear end was uh, locked up there. And uh, s uh, turn... Actually, that's the same corner, isn't it? Seven, I think. Just a little bit further around. Is it a seven? Yes. Six so and seven, Ma then. The Ma clock Ma will continue to run. Yeah, yeah. So Mantel's got going again. Oh well, that's good news. The the, uh, the green and black car, but but uh, Dan Goldberg has buried that Sentinel Spine performance set motorsports car in that gravel, so he's going to have to get dragged out of there. And I uh, wonder whether there's going to be enough time to go back to green. But super lap there from Malte Jakobsen, uh, uh, not quite down to the lap record from last year, but uh, 
no doubt in my mind he was he was going to go quicker oh, yeah. than that 15-8. Everybody was building. Ari Birlog uh, got uh, an 18-6. That was his best time just before the red flag came out. So did Ori Fadani. He, yeah, he improved again last yeah, time. Yeah, 117-809. And Jared Andretti still coming back to the pits. In fact, he's just reaching the pit lane. Now, here he comes to our right-hand side. How quick can we get that car out of the gravel? Answer very quickly because we have the best in the business. And thanks again to all of our marshals, corner workers, our volunteers for track services and recovery, particularly our medical staff. Really hope you have a very quiet and boring weekend, all of you. And have no work to do whatsoever. Particular hello to me from me to the safety crews here in the uh, IMSA safety trucks the Chevy safety vehicles and the AMR intervention vehicles uh, a lot of good friends in those who often get to see each other but when we do it's always a good laugh and I know that they're tuned in in the trucks, they'll be tuned in on 98.1 FM around here at the moment which is a super service, so much better than it was in the old days, well done to Dave Miller uh, for uh, and to uh, Road Atlanta, Mission Raceway Road Atlanta for upgrading the PA system and the on-site FM radio. Who's on that crane up there? Is it? It's not, it's not Ray, is it? Oh no, Ray's at Turn One. Ray, uh, Ray Wendell's yeah, right, on right. on, on uh, uh, rooftop. Ray, that's a long way up, isn't it? Uh, you'd not get me up on one of those uh, hoists uh, for all. The that's, money that's a long in way Fort up. Knox. I'm not sure that is a man camera. I think that I is oh, a um, repeater aerial oh, up there and some microwave. I hope things. you're right, John. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm claiming <laughs> that at the moment. Yeah, uh, so coming down to four minutes to go. Now, it's a minute and 20 seconds or so outlapped. Oh, hello. 36 is running. Now, he's got to come into the pit so we can go green anytime soon. No, we've gone green. Have we gone green? Uh, track clear. Yeah, green. No, he can't come round. No, he's supposed to go into the He's pits. supposed to go into the pit lane. He's going to get black flagged for that. Yeah. Uh, that's Dan Goldberg. Uh, he <laughs> got pulled out the gravel, heard green, green, green. And now, of course, he's at the head of the, the train. Do not drop this again, Mr. Goldberg. And into the pits this time around, it will be for him. <laughs> oh, dear. Ooh, I, I, I sense a, a visit to race control for a meeting um, that prob He's not going to get offered to the, uh, the cookie box, is he, uh, when he heads to race control after this session, Mr. Goldberg? <laughs> Darn. 3.32, so maybe a couple of flying laps. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can get round and get some heat into the tyres. At the moment, Martha Jacobson for uh, Sean Creech Motorsport has a three-tenths of a second lead over Kaifon Berlo for Riley. That's the 33 Stars and Stripes car from the blue and orange number 74 Riley car. Then Jarrett Andretti in the black and white number 36 AWA Ori Fadani in the 13. That's how they start. Three minutes to go. Let's start some fast laps now. Qualifying for the 25th anniversary Motul Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. Jeremy Sean, John Hindhoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. And uh, Malta Jakobsen is behind Kai Van Berlo ah. on the road. I think he was in the, the early part of the session as well. He was following him around, wasn't he? And clearly learning from him uh, and uh, laying down that lap. 115.8, that's good enough for the uh, 
pole position at the moment, but still two and a half minutes remaining. It'll be it'll be a good it'll be two more laps for sure, which should be just enough time I think to get yeah, yeah. Uh, the tyres well, up to another heat cycle. Actually, Kai's just gone a little bit quicker through uh, turn one on this lap has than he? his previous best. Oh yes, he has, and uh, he's gone best of anyone in the long second sector under 40 seconds. Now anything under 40 seconds is good, and he's almost half wow. a second under 40 seconds. So what could he do in the final sector? Uh, he's looking for something around about 115. So what's that? 75 seconds. He's got uh, 45 seconds, 47 seconds under his belt at the moment. And he goes to the top with a 115.725.060 of a second. And very, very impressive that he switched those tyres on so quickly there in the second heat cycle in that yellow, uh, then that orange and blue Riley prototype number 74, Jeremy. Yeah, very good indeed. Got a bit indeed. of talent, this lad. Yeah, no, he's a talent. He's a, he's, a, he's a really, really good young man. Very impressive indeed. A 116-1 it was on that lap for Malta Jakobsen in his wheel track. So he's not really, he's, what, 100 yards or so behind him now as... Uh, it was a 16-1 for Jakobsen, by the way. So three tenths away from his best lap. Might just be taking it a bit easier. Core Autosports' John Bennett uh, warming up to a quick one. Dan Goldberg, who I think still has not been back into the pits, uh, is out there uh, in that number 38 car. Wow, purple again there for Kai Van Berlo. First two sectors. Wow. And he's, uh, he's, yeah, this wow. is going to be a 15-6. Maybe even a 15-5 if he nails the final sector. Here he comes out to turn 10B under the Fox Factory Bridge. Down through turn number 12. Crosses the line now. And we'll wait for the time. And it is a 15-5. 15-5-4-5. Sean Creech Motorsport. Martin Jacobson into the mid-15s as well. His best lap of 15-7-4-9. And he was quicker than Van Berlo by almost a tenth. In the final sector. Wow. New lap record then for Kai Van Berlo, but now Malte Jakobsen, he's gone quicker through wow. sector one. They both have in actual fact. So is Gerard Andretti, not quite as quick as the other two, but a personal best. He remains in third position at a 117.0. Two tenths of a second the gap, three tenths of a second nearly, well, two and a bit tenths in the middle sector for Kai Van Berlo. So I, he, I think he might have that car trimmed right out. No, no improvement this lap, but there is an improvement for Malta Jakobsen. Yeah, I think Malta <laughs> Jakobsen's got the car trimmed out for the last sector, and that's hurting him in the long sector, middle sector, which has got all the twisty bits in. That basically is from uh, turn two to outside, uh, out of turn seven into turn eight, the little kink. Uh, who else have I just does improve. improve? Van Berlock improves to the line, as does Martin Jakobsen, and the gap is a tenth of a second in the favour of the man from the Netherlands. A 115-517, a little golf clap from Jeremy Shaw to my right yeah. in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. That's a cracking scrap from the two youngsters in the Liege years, and it's uh, Riley who prevail over Sean Creech Motorsports. 74 from 33, a tenth of a second uh, between the two of them and a new qualifying record for LMP3 goes to Kai Van Berlo uh, where to put your disappointment to one side Jeremy that is a that is that is mental fortitude yeah. there by a young driver yeah. 
deeply, yeah. desperately, totally disappointed earlier on today when his championship aspirations disappeared. He's put it all together here. A little bit of a squeeze going on down the back straight there in the early part of that session. Um, but undoubtedly, Van Berlo uh, with the speed there. Yeah, the 21-year-old Dutchman there. That's a really good effort. Anthony Mantella off the road again there through the chicane. But yeah, thoroughly professional job there from young Kai Van Berlo. He's got a job to do for this team, which is trying... Uh, get them to the uh, to the victory lane again, and perhaps sneak away another championship for Gar Robinson. Uh, certainly in the uh, and also in the uh, Michelin Endurance Cup. That's uh, for LMP3 coming into this weekend. That that championship is led by number 34, to, uh, number 74 team on 34 points. They got three points ahead of Sean Creech Motorsport in car number 33. So. Uh, the, the 74 car can stay ahead of the number 33. That'll be another championship there for that Riley Motorsports group. And that is why Kai Van Berlo has uh, you know, been driving for this team all season. But he's done a really good job in all of the races. Mm. That was a Let's, fine uh, As the cars come in, yeah, very impressed by both of those youngsters. And uh, Jared Andretti with the confidence to push that uh, car around that he'd had airborne earlier on. We'll start on the inside of row two. Ori Fidani on row three. Uh, excuse me, outside of row two, John Bennett and Ari Berlog and Dan Goldberg uh, with Anthony Mantella. I actually didn't see any penalty called for no. Dan Goldberg not coming into the pits. He caused a red flag, though, so he will lose his two fastest laps. Uh, but he didn't then, as far as I'm aware, come back into the pit lane, which I thought you had to do. Um, I may be wrong. Um, so I'm not sure any of his second part of the run will count. So we might see he and Anthony Mantella switch sides on the fourth row of the grid. Yeah, I'm really pleased for Kai Van Berlin. Me too. As you say, he was totally gutted after that uh, uh, incident that he had in the early stage of the race that forced him out of the Porsche Carrera Cup North America. He's, he's led that points table all the way through the year until the last couple of weekends. It kind of oscillated back and forth between himself and Parker Thompson. Uh, they both had some bad luck in Indianapolis last time around, but uh, uh, Parker held it together. He, he was ahead of Kai on uh, qualifying for both of the races this weekend. He ended up getting maximum points in one of them and uh, second in the other because uh, he was quite content to let Riley Dickinson, who was Kai Van Berlo's teammate at Kelly Moss, go through and win the race today. But that was enough for Parker to take the championship. But uh, yeah, gutting for, for Kai... But uh, he's got a big future ahead of him, I'm sure. Let's go to Nick Damon. The young Netherlands driver is out of the car and ready to speak. Excellent effort and a new qualifying lap record for Kai van Berlo. Kai van Berlo, what a difference a few hours make from the disappointment this morning to fantastic success this afternoon. I mean, today's been a roller coaster. In all honesty, uh, this morning was really disappointing and one of the hardest moments in my racing career. But, you know, there's more to do. We have another championship we want to win. So, you know, I just changed my mind and jumped into the other car and, you know, start from zero again and just tried the best I can. And uh, it worked out pretty well. Impressive stuff there because you managed to get your fastest time through a second heat cycle on the same tyres. How did you manage the management? I mean, not really. It's the same for everyone, you know, we were at flag, I knew it was not ideal, but, you know, everyone is on the same set of tyres. So I didn't feel like I really was able to put down a good lap on the first run. So I knew on the second run, you know, I should be able to get some good laps in and uh, I was able to. 
Looking forward to the race. Often the uh, the P3s are the um, the causes of incidents, but there's also there's a lot of activity on the track. Isn't it? it seems very busy. How are you going to handle the actual racing tomorrow? I mean, it's a really long race. At the end of the day, we got a really quick car, but I think about those 10 hours, it's about staying clean, managing traffic, put some quick laps in, stay on the leading lap, no damage, and then bring it home at the end of the day. Sounds simple. Thanks, Kai. It is simple, no. <laughs> Kai van Berlo, uh, very matter-of-fact with Nick Damon down there, and that tells you an awful lot about that young man, how he handled himself uh, with Nick Damon down there. Not because it was Nick Damon particularly, although the, you know there's a skill in that uh, as well. Uh, but to come back from crushing disappointment, and I am not over-egging that pudding at all, he was inconsolable as he walked away from a steaming uh, number three Kelly Moss racing car with a hold radiator in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands. Uh, didn't take his helmet off, worked straight out of the back, straight back into the paddock to compose himself. And I don't think that was a bad thing to do, to be honest. And clearly he's got his mind. He said, I just had to get my mind back together. And that's exactly what he did. Obviously a bit handy in prototypes as well, Jeremy, which uh, yeah. means he's got a future ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, good to see. It's, it's, it's always good that uh, young drivers... Uh, get different experience in different sorts of cars and you couldn't get much you know they're, they're very different certainly the uh, the uh, the prototype is driving now the Ligier prototype is driving now against a a rear engine Porsche and uh, you know very very different indeed and he's been fast in both of them coming up next LMP2 and DPI coming out together for 15 minutes and Cher Adam will tell us who is attempting to take the respective pole positions for Batul Patilam on this weekend in the LMP2 category it's fairly straightforward bronze driver must qualify the car and since there's only one bronze driver in each of those I can tell you it's Henrik Hedman in the Dragon Speed number 81 Ben Keating for PR1 Matheson in the 52 with Stephen Thomas in the sister car the number 11 it will be Mr. Anderson behind the wheel of the the number 20, Mr. Merriman in the Era Motorsports number 18, and Mr. Ferrano in the championship leading number 8 for Tower. It is the DPIs where it is at the discretion of the teams as to who they wish to attempt to qualify the car and put it on pole. We've got uh, in the number 60, let's start there because they've gotten a few pole positions this year for Tom Longfist for Meyer Shank Racing, looking to try and keep a little bit closer on the gap to the championship leaders. The number 10, Tom Longfist will be doing qualifying today he will be chasing in the other Acura Ricky Taylor for Conic Minolta Acura in the Cadillacs we've got uh, five of them in today in tomorrow's race in today's qualifying session the number 48 is none other than Kamoi Kobayashi his team car in a sense because Ally Racing is working with Whalen Engineering will be none other than Pipo Durrani behind the wheel of the number 31 at the winner of the race back in 2019 we've got Tristan Vautier for JDC Miller Motorsports aka Mustang Sampling Racing in the number 5 and in the two Cadillacs for Chip Ganassi Racing. In the 0-2, it's been Alex Lynn for most of the year. It's going to be Mr. Bamber here today. And then in the sister car, the car that has accrued almost more pole positions than anyone else, and I say almost because, of course, uh, the 10 Acura has certainly put a claim on that. It is Sebastian Bourdais, the pole meister, who is going for the record here at 
from Michelin Wastray Road Atlanta. And John, just before you leave me, I got an answer on that P3 session. Thank you to Jeff Carter and Johnny Knotts who came over to explain. The 38, the performance deck car, caused the red flag, therefore lost its two fastest laps. It is at the discretion of race control, whether or not the car needs okay. to come back into the pit lane. And because we were so close to the guaranteed minimum green flag time for Smart. that session, they elected to just let him keep going. Right. Smart. Love that. Have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before the engines fired, if you are around the circuit at the moment listening on uh, 98.1 or on the PA system, take two steps back from the guardrail and the fences right now. Some of those names will leave absolutely no performance on the table. Uh, can we Kobayashi? Yes, please. There's a man who knows how to qualify. Uh, Earl Bamba, being quick all week. Sebastian Bourdais, uh, yes, See above, there are some very, very fast drivers out there in both of these categories. And the Konica Minolta Acura jumps out immediately uh, onto the circuit. Uh, Pete Durrani, let's not forget him as well. He's a relatively quick driver, is people, <laughs> and loves this circuit. He's on his way out as well. Mouth-watering, Jeremy. Can't yeah. wait for this one. Been tight all week, yeah. particularly in LMP2. I know we're going to be concentrating on the DPIs in their final outing and in this configuration uh, in uh, IMSA. We go to DPI 2.0 next year, renamed as, deep, uh, as uh, GTP. The next generation of these DPI cars, which had been in the works for quite a long time. And then uh, with the fantastic announcement just before the COVID break of the bringing together of the ACO top class and IMSA's top class uh, the IMSA version being the 2.0 Daytona prototypes with a hybrid element to them as well that's what will be DPI next year and we'll be talking about GTP, GTP rather yeah. than DPI bringing back a great historic category name Porsche with the 963 BMW uh, Acura and Cadillac and the opportunity as well for some of the Le Mans style cars to come and play if they want to although they will have to be performance balanced by IMSA same the other way anybody who goes into WEC they will have to be performance balanced by the ACO but that's for next year that's yeah. for the Raw before the 24 and the Rolex 24 at the end of January next year now we've got to set a pole position for Petit Le Mans this year yeah just looking at the time set previously uh, in practice in the LMP2 non-pro drivers the fastest of them has been Stephen Thomas in number 11 car for PR1 Matheson Motorsports he's turned a, a 112.8 uh, to the 113.3 of John Ferrano. Ben Keating has only done a 13.9 as his best so far, but of course he hasn't got many laps because in the first session, a major incident for that number 52 car with Scott Huffaker put it in the wall. Overall in DPI, the fastest time so far this week, 109.040 by Sebastian Bourdais. That was in practice two yesterday afternoon to the 19.3 of Tom Blunquist. So a Cadillac ahead of Acura. But that was practice. This is qualifying. Yeah, and uh, people, Durrani's down to a 14.3 straight away. So already on his first flying lap, he's quicker than all of the uh, LMP3 cars. And you might think, well, of course he is, but 
might have thought that it would have done a preparation lap on the tyres, but it seems they're going for it. This, they're leaving a bit on the table in terms of how much road they're using coming out of the final corner. We can see that ourselves. So this is not yet really leaning on it, and those times will tumble. It's 23 degrees Celsius across the board. That's 73 Fahrenheit, both in the air and on the track. Virtually no wind. In fact, 0.0 miles an hour officially at the moment and 58% humidity with a little overcast this afternoon at, what is it, half past four in the afternoon here. Puts it at half past ten on a Friday night in Europe, half past nine in the UK. Thanks for tuning in at IMSA Radio if you want to have a quick word with us in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Tom Blomqvist with the best time. He's brought it down to a 12-0. But these very much still the opening salvos that have been fired. They haven't quite zoned in yet, but the lap times are coming down. Kamui Kobayashi, he's, he's following uh, Pippa Durrani there. Oh, hello. 109.6 for Kamui. The next best are 12-0 for Tom Blomqvist. That's he, not close, is he it? He doesn't hang about, Kamui. That's fantastic. Not, not at all. Uh, what, do we, what do we think, Jeremy? What, we, what did Well, you the fastest time was a 9-0. All right, so uh, we've got half a second and a bit to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lap record, however, uh, was Dane Cameron back in 2020 at a 108.402. Okay, so about a second away from where we are now. Will we find that? Not sure. Don't know. That's interesting. Last year's pole time was Felipe Nasser. Uh, in a Cadillac at a 108.678. So almost exactly a second Second, away from that. Ten minutes to go. Could be under threat. It might be. It might be. Blomqvist goes through with a 110-0. So that's his best time. Yeah. Nice and clear. No crisp. As you say, no wind. Uh, LMP2, I said we would try not to forget that as Ricky Taylor goes through to an 8.999. That's the first 68-second lap. People to Rani, 109.3. Uh, LMP2, Stephen Thomas for, GD, for uh, PR1, excuse me, uh, on a 13.7 ahead of a 13.9 for high-class racing in Dennis Anderson. As John Ferrano goes through for Tower, that car had a bit of a, an issue earlier on. On a 13.4, 13.3 for high-class and Dennis Anderson, the red and white number 20. We'll try and flip-flop between the P2s and the DPIs as they do seem to be on different parts of the track, rather uh, thoughtfully of them. Thank you. So, Ricky Taylor, 108.999. Yeah, that's going to get beaten. I think so. Here comes uh, Plunkvist on a quickie. Yeah, down the hill he comes, across the line. Yeah, there he goes, right yeah. to the top. 108.7, knocking on the door of last year's pool time. Needs to find another tenth. Uh, and who's in the Ally Cadillac? It's Camwee. He's improving as well. Maybe not quite quick enough to go to the top. Here he comes. Down to the line. And only moves up one position to fourth with a 109.4. Still only two drivers under the 70, uh, 69 second mark, should I say it? Yeah, and the two Cadillac racing entries, number 02 and number 01, not yet really uh, showing their hand. Ben Keating to the top in P2. What a season he's having. And 113-215. He he bagged two pole positions in one weekend. 
uh, in WEC in the GTE class and here in IMSA in the uh, LMP2 category, both will lap records yeah. and uh, that's set the tone for his season really. He's been flying that wins sponsored PR1 Matheson car. Another quick lap from Blomqvist. Yeah. 108.683 that is. An improvement across the board behind yeah. him, Jeremy. Tristan Vautier briefly into second place there at 108.853. Ricky Taylor just ahead of 108.802. Top four separated by four tenths of a second in DPI. Kobayashi ahead of Durrani. Top uh, five separated <laughs> by four tenths of yeah, a second. Yeah. Then, <laughs> That's that right. Case. Well, wait, there's another one in there as well. It's all Bamber up into second position. 1087. Whoa, and there's. Off. That's the Ricky Taylor. Taylor car. Yeah, Ricky Taylor. Third Ooh, position at the moment. He loses laps. Yes. If he causes red, a red, it's turn five. He's out of it. Wow. Right. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Is the car all right? Seven minutes on the clock. Blunquist purple, purple the first two sectors. Here he comes down the hill. This might be a new lap record for the number 60, Maya Shank Racing. Acura across the line, and it's an 8555. Another tenth and a half he needs to get the new lap that's record. That's quicker than last year, though, yeah, Jeremy. It is by, by more than a tenth. In the first sector, here are the times for the first four. Blomqvist, 7.882. Bamba, 7.922. Ricky Taylor, 7.922. And 7.989 for Tristan Vortier. Now, I know it's a short sector, but my goodness me. Oh, big slapper for, for Ricky as he was going into five. That yeah. was actually in the slight right flick yeah. before he turned left. There is a bump there that is, that is quite uh, disruptive to the DPIs yeah there's a curb there as well he got on that curb and then it just sort of coming off the curb it stepped sideways on it and he lost it and slid it through the gravel looking to get away with that one oh now has Lights he damaged those tyres Jeremy yes, he was oh, sideways yes. for a long time you've got to start on those tyres otherwise yeah. you've got to go to the back he's coming to the pits yeah so he'll be no better than qualifying in third position well no you're true he didn't he did, true he didn't cause a just red, did a red. You're, right, no. you're right you're right no no uh, Stephen Thomas going quicker again for yeah. PR1. He's nicked the pole position away from Dennis Anderson. Wow. They're separated by three tenths of a second. One eleven nine. He's not hanging around for a P2 car. Yeah. No, uh, and particularly for a non-pro driver, that's a really good effort uh, by Stephen Thomas. That's uh, yeah, one eleven nine. That's a whole second faster than he went yeah. in practice. Really good job by by him. And four I mean, tenths away from Dennis Anderson is yeah. no slouch. That, let's that, be honest. Yeah, and Ben a, Keating now in third. That's ahead of quite a few of the pros actually from earlier in in practice. So really good effort by Stephen Thomas. He, he and Ben Keating they got a really good little friendly rivalry yes, going they have. at PR One Matheson Motorsports. They both drive for the same team, and they both they both want the pole position every time out. Earl Bamba. Looking to improve, maybe just looking for a little bit of room in the 0-1. He's backed off on his sector time. So Blomqvist still ahead of the pack with an yeah. 68.555. One minute, 8.555. That's two tenths of a second better than the Kiwi yeah. in the Cadillac, the 0-2 Verl Bamba. Sebastian Bourdais, though, went out well after everybody else. Yes, he, He's just, yeah. he, he was sort of at least... Half, well, probably about halfway through the session that he went out. He's uh, getting up to speed now. He's going to improve this time. 
uh, his, lap ti- his lap time improved, but not his position. Remains wow. seventh, Sebastian Bourdais, 109.273. He, he nicked it right at the end, yeah. the time, the last time we saw him on yeah, top yeah. of the timesheets earlier right. this week. He's working up to something there. Into the pit lane for Bronkvist. So uh, 8.555 is as quick as he thinks he can go. Uh, Cadillac number 02. Is Earl Bamber going to go back around again? Yes, he is. He's just gone across the start-finish line. 7.955 in the first sector. That's kind of there. He's about half a tenth away from the best time. What's he going to be like in the middle sector? Meantime, Sebastian Bourdais on another quick one as well for him. He will improve. Tristan Vautier is still out there, but not improving on this lap. He'll get another one, though, with three minutes remaining. Stephen Thomas coming under threat from Dennis Anderson. Anderson, oh, 0.035 of a second away from Paul in the LMP2 category. That's the PR1 number 11 in the red and white high-class racing car. Where, where is Earl Bamba? Here he is across the line. Does he improve? 108.925. He does not. But he, he had a faster centre sector there than he's done before. Now, he needs to do that again, but hook it back up with the first and the third sectors. Lost a tenth in the third sector. He was two tenths down in the middle sector, though, on Tom Blomqvist. Those Acura's very, very quick in a straight line. Down to the last two and a half minutes. Yeah, and uh, and whoever gets the pole here between Acura and Cadillac, well, if, if Acura gets the pole, that will secure them the championship. Oh, really? For manufacturers, yes, because uh, they have... Uh, Five to four in their favour in polls, uh, and uh, they've got also five to four in, in favour of wins. But if they get the sixth pole, even if uh, Cadillac wins tomorrow, I think that'll assure the manufacturer championship for Acura. So Earl Bamba's got the pressure of that to think about yeah, as and, well. And Bourdais. And Bourdais, who did improve up to fifth position with a 108 9. Uh, not quite as quick in his first. Or second sector this time. I think he might have backed off, actually, Bordet. He will get round for another one if he's cooling his tyres down. Here comes Earl Bamba. Now, that was uh, another 1087. 108797. That, that was Bordet, wasn't it? I think that was Bordet. OK. Yeah, go, going on to a fast Right, lap. yes, because that was a 14 for yeah. Bordet. OK. Bordet in the 0-1. Yes, it was, Jeremy. It was the lighter of the two cars. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So here comes Bamba yep. across the line now, but he is peppering that area. Now, that was a cool-down lap. That yep. was a 17.454. So let's see what Earl Bamba can do up into turn number one. Meantime, his teammates in the S's. And Bamba, we're looking for something under eight seconds. Well, he is. 7.958, Bordet. Did uh, 7963, wow. the middle sector now. You need to be 36 seconds. A low 36, a 36 1 or 36 2 if you're going to challenge Tom Blomqvist. I don't think the Cadillacs no. have got that kind of speed in that sector. I really don't. Bamba's gone through now, he's off it. There goes Bourdais. Oh, Bourdais with a 24 5 in his last sector as in comes the Dragon Speed number 81 car. There's another 109.0 there for uh, Bourdais, but uh, that's not good enough. He did have his fastest final sector, though, Jeremy. Okay. Um, 24.5. But his his, his first sector, again, it's a very, very short first sector, but uh, it wasn't as quick 
as his previous uh, previous efforts. A, a whole tenth slower than Tom Blunkett's checkered flag Ka- is out. Cadillac are throwing the throwing at this. Uh, in comes Bamba. He'll be no better than second. So Cadillac at the moment can't stop. It's as Stephen Thomas goes through and improves. One eleven nine. So he squeaks out to point zero eight two of a second over Dennis Anderson, who pitted coming round that time. He won't improve. No. So the hopes of Cadillac lie on Sebastian Bourdais' shoulder. He's not that far away. He needs to do a twenty, a low 24 in the final sector. I don't think he's got that. Here he comes now. He crosses the line. He does a 24, but it's not quick enough. It's a 24-6, and he does not improve. And Tom Blomqvist puts Meyershank Racing with Kerb Agajanian and Acura on pole for the 26th. Motul, Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. Yeah, brilliant effort there. What a great job there by Tom Blomquist. Uh, he's been uh, the man in qualifying this season, hasn't he, in that number 60 car for Meyer Shank Racing. This is his third pole of the season. And I reckon uh, even with, if Cadillac wins tomorrow, Cadillac can score a maximum of 36.82, 3,682 points. Acura, they, if they finish second, it'd be 36.88. So that, by my reckoning... It gives the championship to Acura, and they will be thrilled with that. So, that wow. I How said close is it in P2 as well? I mean, oh. golly. That's, you don't normally see that close with four different drivers covered by uh, less than, uh, well, four tenths of a second, basically. Uh, Stephen Thomas, Dennis Anderson, Ben Keating and John Ferrano. Wow, that was fun. Jeremy, the biggest gap in DPI is that between first and second. Two tenths of a second. And then it's 0.015, 0.051, 0.052, 0.079, 0.091. Basically, there's almost as much gap between first in question uh, as the rest of the field. Nick Damon down in the pit lane. With our pole sitter, Tom Blomquist, fresh out of his car. Uh, Tom, congratulations, third pole of the season and uh, putting it on the uh, front of the Petit Le Mans and with the traffic here, that's quite important. It's important, but uh, we really needed to, uh, you know, put the car in this kind of position. Uh, it makes our life a little bit less stressful um, tomorrow. I mean, uh, let's say, you know, would have given the number 10 a bit more breathing space. So, uh, yeah, the, it's going to be a proper dogfight tomorrow, but... Uh, yeah, the guys gave me such a great car, to be honest. I mean, it, it's been fantastic. Um, this week so far, and in quality, it really came alive. So, you know, I'm, I'm hugely thankful to the, to the boys and girls at MSR for, for giving me the, the wagon today to, to execute the job. Breathing hard? Earl Bamba pushed you hard, didn't he? Sorry? You're breathing hard as you got out, so it was obviously a big effort to beat Earl and the rest of the Cadillacs. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> that was a big effort from me. I mean, I knew how important it was. Um, you know, just also for the guys, you know, to give them, you know, some sort of reward as well. It's always nice to be to be quick. If you if we do the pole, you know, we've got a quick car, right? So that's a nice reward for the engineers and all the boys. So, uh, yeah, full credit to them. Congratulations, Tom. Well done. Stephen, a lot has to be said for the work of your team to be able to give you a car that just kept improving. But your fastest lap came on your last lap. What kind of fun were you having out there? It was a blast. I mean, when you've got a car like this, Tim, our engineer, put together with Bobby's help, it's gripping the track like that. I mean, it's just a blast to go down those S's flat. You really feel the G-forces. Congrats on your fifth pole position. You've gotten quite a few of them this year. What is it about racing again with your teammate, Ben Keating, that just seems to push you a little bit further to get poles on these weekends? Well, you know, Ben's a good friend of mine, and we push each other. 
he you know has a lot more experience than me and he's been very gracious in helping me along the way and giving me tips which I really appreciate and then you know us working together you know Pat Kelly's doing the short races and he also is a veteran racer who very graciously I mean he even looks at my data and gives me tips so I mean we try to get a little bond between the gentleman drivers going you know John Ferrano I think is going to win the championship this year I stopped by his tent and said go get that championship you know we got to kind of look after each other. Well, congrats on being the fastest one today. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. That was a good battle, wasn't it, Jeremy, yeah. between uh, Dennis Anderson, Ben Keating, uh, <laughs> and Stephen Thomas. Uh, just, uh, and John Ferrano. And John Ferrano, just another point zero three two behind. Four tenths between the top four there, just under a tenth between Stephen and Dennis. But a very important pool position for Acura, as you mentioned in the teams or the Manufacturers' Championship, and also for that number 60 car in terms of the overall championship. Indeed. So that now means that whichever finishes ahead tomorrow, the 60 or the number 10 will win the championship. So it's it's clear cut. Whichever finishes ahead of the other, that's it. For you, that yeah. we don't have to get the yeah. abacus back out again for that category. Yeah. It was uh, Nick Damon and Cher Adam down in the pit lane for us for qualifying for the 25th running of Motul Patilamon. Thanks particularly to uh, Andrew Marriott as well, who's been with us all day today, to our crew up in Charlotte and in London and all of our technical staff and our camera operators here at Mission and Raceway Road Atlanta. Well, that's it. There's just one more race now. It's just a small matter of 10 hours. We'll have the... Warm-up for you tomorrow morning and then the full build-up in our mission and countdown to green. And, of course, the whole race live and without interruption. In sound and vision for those of you outside the U.S., go to www.imsaradio.com for times in your time zone. Thanks very much. Enjoy your Friday night. And remember, we're racing tomorrow. It's a Saturday race for the 25th running of Motul Patilamon at Mission and Raceway, Road Atlanta. I'm John Hindorf. See you then. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.